the dynamo, use the dynamo, use the dynamo, use the dynamo. Boys acting like they ready for that orange crush. Try us if you want to, we'll leave you in the dust. The men in orange, baby, got orange on my back. Be the ones, now it's time for us to bring it back. Long as I got my fan club, y'all can't harm it. El Battalion in the Texan Army. We MLS champ, so haters bag back. Another game on the field, my team gon' grab. Ah, there's the guy that stirred up all this man. Alright, I'm in my <laughs> <laughs> Friggin' Ray, he's the one who he's called it almost to the T. There we go. So Marlon and Bupa uh Ray was our guest this past episode on Dynalytics and this man this man called it bro. Ray, talk to me man. Got my lottery number, bro. <laughs> I'm sure all of, I'm sure all of them former Atlanta Braves. 10, 29, 47, 31, 6, <laughs> 29, uh, and 3. I got I'm going to go put in the ticket before people re-listen to the space, man. <laughs> sure. Uh, How you feeling, dude? I get 25% cut for the record. After tax. <laughs> after tax. No, pre-tax. Oh, come on, man. You're killing me. Sorry, man. <laughs> hey, how you feeling after tonight's game? We're, we're just going to get started, bro. It's five of us. Better than nothing. Uh, Encouraged. Mm-hmm. I feel encouraged uh, despite the miss penalty kick and you know right now I mean the Toros they're just going through a a deft crisis you guys for being an MLS side you guys have that Um, for me just viewing this Toros team I mean for me it's I, I just feel like the word burnout might come to haunt the team. And it's just going to be one of those things as the season progresses. Um, if the process of trying to get these announced players in takes longer, it takes longer than what the team expects. And this team, uh, I'm afraid it might miss out. And I just, right now, the quality chances created are there. It's just trying to finish them and getting Frank Lopez some help. Bro, I I ain't going to lie to you, man. I saw Frank Lopez line up for that PK. I pooped my pants, bro. I ain't going to lie. I was like, oh, crap. We're about to go down 2-1. But the goalkeeper touch, got a touch on it, man. I popped yeah, out I the mean, video recorder because I knew you were going to miss that one. No. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I've always said this in Spanish. El fútbol es caprichoso. And debes de jugarlo como es la situación. Y no como quieres hacerlo. Es como... Tienes toda la razón. 
It's true. Translate that for our boys. The football is very, um, foot, soccer can be very, I don't want to say naive, but it can also be, oh man, the, the translation escapes my mind, but you have to play the game as it is and not the way you want to uh, plan it because having a plan A and failing on plan A to try to get it through will will make you suffer a lot more than what you need to do and I believe both teams kind of fell victim to that from a Toro's perspective the heavily reliance of Frank Lopez and for the Dynamo playing a B team knowing that yes they had a uh, they had a Saturday match and that it could have been a wee a wee bit better for this open cup match they played a lot of B team guys and we kind of called our shots here that it was going to be a B team and, you know, one defensive lapse uh, hurt the Toros at the end. It really did. Yeah, our our goal, the goal that we allowed, your goal, Hadivi, our DP center back, mishit that, man. <laughs> but, yeah, so uh, everybody that... It was a... It, for me, it was just a, a, a consequence of a... Uh, of a bad concentration mistake. It was I, I think, because I think first, both goals were generated that way. It was, but also before your goal, that corner, I was telling OSG, uh, shout out to OSG for taking me tonight. Um, the first five minutes of the second half, it's like y'all bombarded us, man. Like y'all came looking for that goal, you know, and the Dynamo welcomed you in to tie the game. You know, it just felt like it was coming, man. It, it pissed me off. I was screaming at them like, "Wake, wake, wake up, man!" Like they were inviting RGB to to tie the game. Like, I don't know. But before before you you answer, Ray, I just want to give you the plug, man. So everybody, welcome to the space. I'm inviting y'all as y'all log on. Uh, chime in. Don't be shy. I know Chepito, you got the the mic after after Ray. So Ray is uh, he does uh, South Texas athletics. So he he covers South Texas sports. border sports. There we go. So he covers the pro sports in the Rio Grande Valley, and he joined us for our Dynalytics episode uh, that that came out, uh, I think, uh, Monday or Sunday. I can't remember, but uh, it's on Spotify. Y'all can go listen to it. But Ray basically called it. He said that the Dino were going to win, but we were going to suffer a little bit to get the W. <laughs> and I think we suffered more than a little bit. <laughs> But both teams know. did. Both teams yeah. suffered because Go if ahead. you look at it, if you look at it from a Toros perspective, uh, Tyler Derrick, who's normally the starting goalkeeper, he may have, he may have picked up a knock against the New York Red Bulls tool organization. So Colin Miller, the backup, started, which I kind of had that gut feeling that that could have happened. So there was that. 
and then you also add that um, that the Dynamo were looking to rest their first team. I mean, yes, you had Memo, you had Corey Baird on, but you know that this game was going to be so fifty-fifty. It was, and and that's what I was I was telling OSG like this is a rotational game for the Dynamo. Like the that the death players get to play in this game, right? Like um, no Coco, no Darwin, no Sevas. You know, you rest those guys for for this weekend. You know, and and you have to win with those type of players against quality uh, uh, opponent like Toros. So. Uh, I'm I'm happy on the Dynamo side that we got to see youngsters play, but uh, before I get further, Chepito, go ahead, buddy. Welcome and uh, wh- what do you, what did you think about tonight? What you feeling, man? Uh, well, first off, thanks for allowing me to speak. <laughs> I'm just a nobody. Uh, but me too. Yeah, man. <laughs> But yeah, man, I, I personally enjoyed the game, man. RGV showed up. They had possession. They kept control. They caused chaos. And we got lucky with the first goal. The second goal, I want to say that it came from uh, a little bit, you could say a little bit of luck, but also it, it, it did come, I guess you can put it down to skill and experience. Junko, um, kind of knew what to do it was instinct um i like the uh the play from beto beto's on fire right now in dynamo dos i don't know if you guys have been watching the dynamo dos games uh he, he's been doing very well uh go ahead no i know i know osg has been watching the the dynamo dos games closely and i know he was excited about all the youngsters that played today for sure yeah for sure man the, all the youngsters Personally impressed me, Beto for sure. Brooklyn Reigns for sure. My God, that kid was legit. And that's why that's why I'm personally excited about Dana Dos because I feel like Dana Dos gives a platform to these youngsters that can make the step. It can be that bridge from the youth academy to the first team, right? And then that's why I love the Open Cup um, be, as well because it can it can give that player confidence of playing in the first team. So it can make that transition even easier for the youth academy players. I, I did. I do have to compliment RGV as a whole, but I do also want to, uh, uh, I guess, maybe highlight, uh, oh, God, I forgot that guy, that no, the number nine. What's his name? Lopez. Man, that guy was a pit bull. He would not leave our defenders alone. <laughs> Yeah, Ray Ray gave us a warning like that. Ese es el crack de ellos, you know that that's their that's their DP. I mean, <laughs> for lack of a better term, but uh, he 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 gave us a warning and RGB won during the weekend and he scored their winner, um, broke their four game losing streak. But no, you're right. I I uh, real recognized real RGB came to play tonight, man, and we almost fucked it up. By the grace of God, we made it through. <laughs> OSG, you, you're too quiet, man. How does how does the next round work? 
Well, I, I'm, everybody goes into another draw, I think, and uh, specifics are different, but uh, someone may know a better answer than that. It looks like Ray turned his speaker back on. Yeah, uh, everyone goes back into a drawing regardless of what region you win because now I think the whole regions thing gets reset after uh, Wednesday night's games and then the, the drawing would happen Friday morning around 11 a.m. Uh, hoping that they bring back the same two guests that they had from Miami where they had like two people wearing shades for the draw I thought that was like so cool like like they didn't even use a bowl it's like uh, they went by regions and everyone had uh, had envelopes with the team logos in it hey I remember that guy he was looking a little bit too closely through the paperwork too trying to find out which teams were his and or which teams yeah that, that guy looked super <laughs> sus that guy looked super sus like one of our listeners whose name I won't drop drop it nah I'm gonna stay my lane on this one <laughs> uh, what else should be done uh, well no I just I, that, that was my bit man I think that's the best way I could summarize it yeah no they they came to play man I, I, I one thing one thing that pissed me off man like I, I'm the it's, I'm the type of person that you know we're in this era not just our style of play dynamo that Paulo wants to implement but world football were possession and you know you don't want to give it away but at the same time like the passing back and forth left and right between our center backs it's like go forward man no one made any runs. Everybody's staying still. It's just frustrating to me, man. Well, what did it look like? The first two freaking games of the season with uh, Seren and, and Mimo uh, controlling the midfield, which they're not controlling the midfield. Errant passes left and right. They're not making moves. Seren, I think he looked lost today. I don't know. He did not bring it. It's, it, it looked like how we started the season off again. So that was a... No chemistry, no organization. They just looked individually okay, but as a team, didn't look good at all. Absolutely, and I think that's one of the reasons why Brooklyn, uh, why, why Reigns stood out so much is because he was one of the only ones in that center three who was not afraid to look forward when the ball was at his feet as opposed to Memo and sit in. Agreed. And talking about going forward, talk. What What are your thoughts on uh, number seven, uh, Diaguinho? I believe. Like, what did, what what did you see? And Seca too, the right back. We finally saw him start a game. What did y'all think? So for for Osterman, they uh, in the first half they were on our side of the stadium. Zeca and Tiago both were. And I think I mentioned it to you a couple times that Tiago looks he looked lost out there. And Zeka was Zeka was talking to him a lot, and, it, and from from where we were sitting, it sounded like he was coaching him a lot, just giving him advice and advice. But 
Tiago just kind of looked lost at trying to learn, I guess, the what was implemented in the formation. And again, he's only been here a week and a half, so you know he's he's got a he's got a lot to do. But Zeka was helping him; they were talking with each other. So uh, uh, hopefully, he gets some more time with Donados. Uh, yeah, I guess we've got to re remember that the Thiago, you know, 21-year-old kid, never been outside of Brazil, I believe. So the culture, the language, everything, the team, literally everything around him right now is new. So it's going to be rough for him the next 12 months or so. It's going to be rough, but at the same time, like, okay, what I was looking for was more like, Okay, when he has the ball on his feet, you know, what is he going to do with it, right? Uh, like, are you going to take on somebody? Good point. You know you know what I'm talking about? Like, I, I know that the system was not going to make probably much sense to him at first and getting used to his teammates. But when he actually got the ball on his feet, what, 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 did, what did he do? So that's what I was looking for more tonight. No, and you're right, Herman. And, uh, I, I think he didn't get the ball as much, and that might have been due because he looked so lost and he didn't put himself in those open situations. But when he did have it, he, you didn't see that go to goal, but maybe once or twice during the game. And you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure Nagamore is talking to him in the locker room right now. Like, you need to, you need to go forward. You need to attack. You need to push. This is an attacking team. So. Yeah, everybody knows he's got a lot to he's got a lot to learn. He's brand new to the team, so Donados it is for him. And let's let's hold on to him there for a minute and let him catch on to the tactics. Marlon, it was a it was a pleasure meeting you today, bro. What you got for us, man? Hey, what's up, guys? Yeah, it was it was nice uh, meeting you guys at the end, and uh, I believe like a couple of minutes after we took that picture. Uh, we uh, we scored to win the game. That was pretty awesome. Uh, so my 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 little take. Uh, I was disappointed that Palomino was not. Uh, he didn't get to play much, and I think this was the game. Like I said last time, to put him in there and and be the creator in the middle. Uh, I mean, I guess he helped. He helped that he came in at the end, but uh, I wish he played more. Uh, Brooklyn, like uh, somebody said, uh, it, I mean, that dude is the real deal. I mean, he's young. He's still light as far as the weight. He needs to put a few more pounds on I me. Mean, he's still young. so But it looks like he he has this vision that, you know, a little reminder of, uh, uh, what's his name, uh, uh, 23 Quintero. Uh, a little bit of that. And we got to see a little bit of that, which which nice. Uh Seca impressed me. I think uh, uh, he did, he did pretty good. He, he did some runs and he he's dangerous with the ball on the corner and he, he kind of knows where he you know what to do with the ball, which is pretty nice to have somebody that can play like that from the back. Uh, Hadivi, I mean, he he did good. I mean, except for that that goal where I think he, he was out of place at the when the mo the when the ball bounced in, but. Uh, overall, I mean, uh, Nelson did good. I mean, that was a major, major stop. Uh, you know, that penalty kick. Uh, and Lopez, man, he, Lopez reminds me of the, the player that goes, I don't know, that we play with, uh, 
in, in high school or college where he uh he goes to you know for tacos after the game but he, he wins the games and he's not he doesn't look fit but he's man he's dangerous and that's 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 all he reminds me of Tevez yeah Tevez, Tevez you're right Tevez, Tevez. Yeah, that's what I was thinking <laughs> Tevez with a few more pounds but but yeah he, he he's like a, he has that killer instinct which uh, it's hard to find on number nine like him. He he reminds me of the real Ronaldo after retirement, dude. But uh, no, you're you know, two points. Yes, I wish I would have seen more of Palomino because that can solve the creative problems, or at least we think it can solve the creative problems, and we won't know until we see him play. And then the other uh, point for me, the youngster. Uh, I forget his name, but the one that we're all talking about in the midfield, for me, like... Brooklyn, yeah. Yeah, yeah. To me, he's not a creator. To me, he's more like a mini Coco, you know, like a box-to-box because he can defend very well too, man. He he came back and, and helped on defense and then started passing the ball. So to me, like, Seren, uh, Seren or Memo, they gone, you know, like one of those two, they gone. And they promote that kid. Like, what the hell are you waiting for? You know, like at, at, that's what I think. You know, I think if you give him a year, so like I said, maybe put like maybe five, ten pounds on him, and 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 I mean he's he's light on his feet, and he like you said he moves from uh, uh, he's a box to box guy, and, and he he would be like the essential player that can help us on both sides of the ball. Right, like the next game, I'd rather see him and Palomino start, um, and then like a Beta in the back, you know, something like that in the next Open Cup game. Let's see what happens. What what else? What else stood out for y'all, man? Uh, the possession game from RGV, man. I'm not gonna lie, it impressed me a lot, especially knowing that Cabrera was at the helm. <laughs> Wilmer, man, good old Wilmer. Dude, they had possession, and they had us uh, in our own half, bro. All 11 players in our own half. I was like, what is going on, man? <laughs> uh, yeah, man, I, I, I was taken aback. that I, I kept mentioning that to, to the buddies that I was with there the whole time. I was completely shocked. I was like, I cannot, I cannot believe how well they're controlling this game. Uh, Cabrera, you know, well known for staying back and absorbing pressure and defending deep and then striking fast on the counter. Yeah, no, I, I was, I was impressed too. Uh, impressed slash fit. <laughs> Coach, Coach Silva basically called it. He, he, everything he said on the show the other day is exactly right. And that's what RGB brought to us today. And, uh, so thankful for Nelson making that save because if that building kick goes in, we we are in deep, 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 deep trouble. And, uh, yeah. Absolutely, that that that's facts right there. If that if that penalty would have went in, they would. I, I don't. I'm not too familiar with how RGB plays exactly, but if that would have went in, I'm pretty sure they would have locked locked up the shop, thrown away the key. Yeah, that penalty wins. It wins the game, no doubt. We have yeah, that's a, we're gonna park the bus and I don't play. 
Yeah, no doubt. There was we, we didn't have the chemistry with our team and then now you guys remember Thor got the start and he played played what the whole ninety minutes and y'all got to see him up top. It's hard getting that ball to that number nine up there, isn't it? Huh, Sebastian? <laughs> Different players, same story, man. Like we, we we can't get service to the number nine striker, so it's kind of like what I've been saying. It, it, like, doesn't matter you, who you kind of put up there, in my opinion. If you can't get him the ball, I I rather go with Chevas because I know the man is a, a proven clinical finisher in the box. But uh, yeah, it's it's the same story again, you know. Can't, can't feed our number nine. No, can't. And, you know, Thor had one one good opportunity there. He tried to put it in, but. Otherwise, we just we weren't getting the ball up top again, and then they kind of look like the same same old dynamo story from the beginning of the season. But you know, at, at least we pulled it out late. Jonquil looked good on the on the left back. He didn't. He wasn't nothing dangerous, but he didn't make any mistakes defending and got that header in there. So saved our day and sent us home happy and i hope their bus ride is long no, no, i hope their bus ride is good man they were a good opponent for us today good opponent and sean and then Bupas, i'm trying to if i try to speak because uh, we're getting close to wrapping this up <laughs> all of us got to work tomorrow but hey is there is there Come on, Pubas. Come on, uh, the professor. I hear your name, Mr. Ringrose. I hear y'all too. Come on, guys. <laughs> Ray, anything else you want to get off your chest or, or touch on before we wrap up? You know, I was just trying to look up uh, the historical matchup between Nagamura and uh, Wilmer, and, and, and it does appear that both of them, uh, both of them did face each other in the USL championship and I think both of the, both of the results were a tie. Man. They they figured each other out. Somebody had to break that tie today. Yep. <laughs> yeah, because remember Nagamura was uh, I wanna say sporting KC two head coach or that's uh, right swoke Swope Park Rangers head coach at the time when he wasn't working with that organization. So, um, that's kind of like the historical context between those two guys. And, you, you know, for me, I the Dynamo finished off what the Toros couldn't. And I guess that's just my short end of the story on this. We'll look for that article tomorrow morning that you're going to post on the website. See how you really feel. I I have more of a YouTube page than anything else. So that's a, it make me laugh there a little bit. LOL. Uh, gave me a good chuckle there. I, I do wish I did have a, a website to uh, post at. But uh, we kind of pressured it, my boy Bupas. So what you got, bro? Aside from Arteta out. <laughs> yeah, what's what's going on, guys? Um, we'll keep this short. Um, 
it was it was not a great game, if I'm being completely honest. I think we were all pretty frustrated from Memo Rodriguez that he was he played a, a lot of the game. But I will say that 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 the youngsters did perform. I will say that. I think it was more from the I would say more from the senior players that let us down today. More it was not from the youngsters. Youngsters played their souls, played their hearts out. Especially Brooklyn Reigns, he was he was sensational. Beto Avia, he was also did very well as well. And yeah, that it was it was it was not the game that I thought it would. I thought we would it would be a very comfortable match. But if we look at the games from across the open US Open Cup, Dallas didn't get an easy win. They had to win two one. Columbus are out. Oh, Chicago Fire are out. Um Inter Miami, they had to scrape a one-nil win against their in-city rivals Miami, so it was. It's not like any any of the MLS teams comfortably beat their opponents, and I didn't. Missing you now, but let you come back in your connection. Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, I can. We can hear you. Uh, which part uh, did I cut out? You were wrapping up the the, the MLS teams that got like eliminated tonight that it wasn't easy for anybody which is a good point yeah yeah it um only one nil against the Indian city rivals so again we didn't play our first team we played our b team but i expected better from the from our senior players hadebi he it was not his best game, and of course, he had the own goal. So, yeah, I was actually impressed with Valentin. He he did pretty well. His those those long short passes were phenomenal. So I give credit to Valentin. I think Valentin has not been as bad as he was last season, but he hasn't been playing that much either. But when he when he comes on, he doesn't he does he does he does the job. So I give him credit for that. Uh, Thor, he, I mean, he's he's also a youngster. He didn't do too bad. I think I think the one play I was really frustrated was Corey Baird. The chances as he had was was unbelievable. Like I don't know Corey Baird. I I never rated him. I I don't think it's someone we should be looking up to to keep. Should be he can't finish his dinner, and that's something that we need from a board. And if he can't finish those chances, I don't know when he's gonna finish those t- chances. So. Yeah, it was. We we were able to get the win. Also, I would like to big up Sam Junka. I mean, we we're not all fans of him, but he managed to get us the win. I think it, it was better for us to win in extra in extra time, in stoppage time, than extra time. You know, to keep the players fit, not tire them out. So he, we got the we got the late winner, and we avoided extra thirty minutes. So that's 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 also good. Also, I'd like to big up RGV. They they played a really good game. The Wilmer Cabrera effect, like I said, I like that that guy's that guy did a lot for the, for Houston. He he. So we have to give him credit for that. And yeah, we uh, this this gave us the time to remember Wilmer Cabrera what he what he done. Won us our Open Cup, unleashed Albert Feliz into like one of his. For like one of his best seasons for the Dynamo, so we give him credit for that. But yeah, it was a it was it was it was not the the result that we would have wanted, but we got the job done. So 
Yeah, I, I'm gonna touch quickly on two on two points that you made. Uh, the first one is, I'll let y'all chime in on Baird because I don't know how the hell we haven't talked about the chances he missed. <laughs> the one I do want to touch on is Valentin. I'm cool with Valentin as a center back, not a right back. Um, and you're right, like he, at least he's trying to push the ball forward, right? The thing I don't like about Valentin is he's a good long ball passer and he knows it and sometimes he tries to abuse it too much. <laughs> so you end up giving the ball away, trying to lob those those balls uh, through the uh, on top of the defense. Like I, don't, I lost count how many times he gave the ball away tonight through that. But I guess it's not in, it's better than giving it right there by your goal, right? But as a center back, I'm cool with Valentin. As a, as a right back, I'm like uh, a little too slow for my liking, which is the same thing in my personal opinion for Junqua, like solid player. But I, I guarantee you the reason he, he's not starting left back is because he's not as fast and can't keep up on the wings. I'll give you my opinion on Baird real quick before someone else jumps back in. And, you know, we talked about when we signed Tiago, you know, why don't we just go ahead and trade, trade Baird. But, you know, now that Donados is doing so well and all these studs are popping up, you know, the, uh, forget all the friggin' nicknames that uh, all those Donados players got, but Avila, man, he, he, he looks pretty good when he, I don't doubt a dose playing tonight in the Open Cup. That that's somebody who could come up and get some real first team playing time along with Brooklyn Reigns. And I think we didn't see a lot of Palomino tonight because I think Nagamore knows what Palomino's gonna give you and he he wanted to see something from other players. So I think Palomino will be the one that'll break through first. You know, because Quintero's not gonna last the whole season and so we got a lot of encouraging young players to come up with. And Ray, before before you fall asleep tonight, I want to get I want to hear your prediction on uh, Austin San Antonio tomorrow night. Mm. Austin FC San Antonio. I don't like either franchise, but if I had to pick a winner. Set in penalty kicks. I'll take that. I'll take that. And I'm sure everybody else in here will take that. <laughs> they would be so mad too. And I kind of want to meet them in the Open Cup as well. So I don't know. I'm. I'll take whatever happens tomorrow. kind of interesting that san antonio fc are they owned by the spurs i think they are right yep they are they are part of the spurs uh family yes they are that's pretty cool i like their uh their little stadium i think i don't know if it's toyota field toyota park toyota yeah it's, it's still toyota yes yeah but uh it's a nice little i think eight thousand seat or something like that it's a nice little stadium yeah we'll see what happens tomorrow but uh, before I, I wrap it up, anybody want to bring up any other points or 
uh, sound off on Baird's miss. <laughs> Go ahead, Chipito. I think we all kind of just flew flew right over Baird because we didn't want to. We we just wanted to focus on the positives. <laughs> yeah, we're optimistic uh, in this in this space, but uh, our boy Edson Ochoa just joined. Uh, gave him the mic so he can chime in. Uh, I know he does a. Uh, uh, he's the striker. Uh, correspondent for RGB Toro, so would be nice to hear his thoughts. Um, but yeah, uh, we'll see what the draw has for us Friday. Uh, looking forward to the game this weekend. Edson, if you uh, hopefully you see the invitation to speak. If not, um, send one in on the bottom left, and we'll hop you on. But uh, we're we're just talking about how. Most of these uh, players for the Dynamo were like rotation players and then some of the Youth Academy players and how we're impressed with the, the game that RGB played tonight. But Edson, welcome. Thanks for joining us, man. And what you got? How you feeling? Hey, guys. Pleasure is mine to be uh, invited to speak a little bit about my RGB SC Toros. Don't get me wrong. Still also a Dynamo fan, but uh, Puro 956 all day, every day. But um, honestly, it was a hard-fought battle. Uh, RGVFC continued to want to try and maintain possession. Um, it, the only problem for them was they continued to show the deficiencies that they have shown so far all of the season on the offense. The lack of creativity at times, the lack of crossing accuracy, and obviously some players that have made questionable decisions uh, consistently on defense this, uh, this season so far. Granted, RGVSC have been missing a lot of key players their um, their roster depth is really limited due to injuries, due to uh, players that have not been approved by the USL Championship or from immigration, from what I've heard, including um, players like Adolfo Hernandez coming in from Pumas Tabasco of uh, Expansión MX. But none of that should be an excuse as to why the team um, lost today. Sure, they, they, they fought hard uh, against a Houston Dynamo that was playing a lot of um, bench and Dynamo 2 um, players. And they kept on fighting till the end. You know, in the second half, had some opportunities, you know, after the equalizer at the 48th minute where, you know, momentum was running high for RGVSC. I was speaking to uh, Emilio Icaza uh, after in post-game press conference, you know, and he mentioned that after that equalizing goal, you know, the momentum was really, really high for them. It's it, He said, and I quote, it's where they felt that, you know what, we can actually win this match, you know, uh, against an MLS team. Um, the key moment and the moment that really swung the pendulum towards the Houston Dynamo 
was obviously the saved penalty kick. And I don't say it's a missed penalty kick by Frank Lopez. It's a saved penalty kick. I think people need to give Michael Nelson the credit he deserves for being patient, for analyzing Frank Lopez's movements, and being able to guess the direction where Frank Lopez's shot was going to go. After that, Wilmer Cabrera mentioned that the team was visibly deflated after the, missing the penalty kick. Frank Lopez was visibly deflated. The motivation was gone. And Houston Dynamo were able to capitalize on that. They were able to capitalize on the fatigue of most of these players have consistently played not only the USL Championship, but also, you know, in Open Cup, you know, and midweek games within the USL Championship. So a lot of these players, because of the lack of um, depth, have been carrying a lot of games played within, in their belt. And at the end of the day, just like I mentioned in my article for the Striker Texas, the law of the X just had to rear its ugly head. A player that I pretty much flamed ad nauseum when he was with RGVFC just had to be the player to score the game-winning goal for the Houston Dynamo and eliminate RGVFC from their inaugural U.S. Open Cup run. As, uh, as I mentioned, huge congratulations to Pablo Nagamura, obviously to Pat Onstead. I mentioned it to Sean uh, on the gen- uh, you know in his uh, in his uh, Generation Orange Twitter account that I was happy to see you know these players from Houston Dynamo to like uh, Bro- Brooklyn Reigns, who despite having you know tripped over or, or tripped Frank Lopez in that penalty, played a really good game despite just being 17 years old. There's a bright future for the Houston Dynamo. Uh, that I never thought I would see. And, uh, you know, there's still a long season for uh, the Toros to recuperate players like Eric Pimentel, like um, uh, El Gringo Torres, uh, you know. So hopefully with the depth being uh, recovered later on the season, we can see them um back into playing into fighting for those top spots in the USL championship at the end uh Houston Dynamo uh, and H Town gets to party and uh, all we have left here in the valley to do is you know be proud of the fight that our Toros um showed uh up in uh, in the 713 and uh so that those are my thoughts from this particular match and I'm welcome to hear any uh, questions or, or rebuttals from anybody that is uh, listening right now. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you the plug, Edson. Thanks for joining us, man. And I know you have a podcast down in the RGB, I believe, is what it's Correct. called. If anybody's interested, uh, you cover the totals uh, through the Striker Texas. But... Uh, I, I did have some points, but I want to get everybody else a chance to, to chime in. Uh, thanks for joining us. I think Chepito's waving at you or has a question. Oh, yeah, I was just going to say good night, guys, because it's getting late for me. Heard that. Have a good one, man.
Thanks for joining. Peace out, Chibito. Chiga Marlon. Uh, yeah. Hey, uh, I had a question for Edson. So, uh, one player that impressed me uh, tonight was uh, Cabezas. Uh, Juan Cabezas, I, I think that he showed that, you know, he he played with the Dynamo before and he, he, he still showed that he, he has a lot to to give. He looked like the, besides Lopez, I think he was the guy that uh, kind of put the, uh, uh, some control in the back, one in the, in the middle, in the middle, in the midfield for your team. Uh, what is the, uh, is, is he, is he signed for a long term or is he like year to year or season to season for, for your team? So to be honest with you, um, RGVSE is extremely horrible at mentioning uh, contract details. Um, we do know that he was signed um, last year on a year-to-year basis, so it's usually been one-year contracts. Um, it is not known if this new contract that he signed for this uh, this 2022 season was one year or, or two years, but um, I feel that, and it's just a personal opinion of mine, that with the injury issues that he has continued to have, um, while at an RGVFC, it, I feel like it makes sense for his uh, renewals to be on a year-to-year basis uh, rather than giving him uh, a two-year contract. Um, as far as I've concerned, as far as far as I'm concerned, most of the players that we have signed are one-year contracts. Um, and Honestly, I, I agree with you. I think uh, the experience that Juan David Cabezas brings to the table uh, was extremely missed in most of the games uh, in the beginning of the season, you know, because he received an injury uh, during preseason that left him out for uh, like the la- for the first four uh, games in the USL in the, uh, championship play. Um, he came back, actually played some minutes uh, against North Carolina FC, uh, and then played some more minutes in the following match uh, against uh, Indy 11. Um, what r- I really like about Juan de Bicapesas the most is his ability to uh, explain uh, the situation uh, from the player's point of view uh, at the uh, press conferences. Um, in explaining what this team needs to do to improve, um, what uh, he saw from you know his analysis uh, on the opposition, and you know I think uh, this guidance that he brings to the younger players like you know Isidro Martinez, um, like uh, Emilio Icaza, I think it's a very valuable asset uh, to have uh, for RGV FC. Uh, now, keep in mind that this Toro squad um, was actually uh, rebuilt for this 22 season uh, once again by uh, Wilmer Cabrera. So this team pretty much started from scratch, you know, which is surprising considering that last year's team uh, made it to the uh, USL Western Conference semifinals um and only to lose against uh, san antonio uh, fc so we assumed in the valley that there was going to be some continuation 
it wasn't the case. And, and so having these these uh, experienced players really kind of helps give a uh, a spinal column uh, to uh, this uh, particular um, squad, you know, with players like Tyler Derrick, Eric Pimentel, Juan David Cabezas, and Frank Lopez. Uh, the problem is a lot of these players just haven't been available, you know, but um, it is, it, 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 there's positives to this and Juan David Cabezas, I, I think, um, like you mentioned, just continues to show, you know, his uh, talent that he showed not only, you know, with uh, uh, RGVSC, but with the Houston Dynamo in his years with the club. How many of your starting lineup players played significant minutes on Saturday? So on Saturday, Frank Lopez was one of them. Um, let me let me take a look at, at that uh, lineup so I can tell you 100% for sure because there was some was uh, it play of the lineup or like only so football? so mostly the so most of the changes that were that were made for the match against uh new york red bulls 2 was actually from uh the defense so players like we have Akwe, the center back uh even frank nadars uh juan david cabezas juan pablo torres emilio icaza frank Bor- uh frank lopez and, and dylan borjak all of those played significant amount of minutes um, in the game last Friday against New York Red Bulls. Uh, so you're talking about one, two, three, four, uh, five, six, seven players out of the 11 that, that played uh, today um, actually had significant minutes uh, just, just recently. Team four, yeah. Definitely fatigue, man, because <laughs> like you said, been playing midweek, got your W on the weekend, and then you're playing again on Tuesday, six-hour trip unless y'all flew. It, it, it's tiring, man. It adds up. Yeah, definitely. And, and, and I think the biggest question that I had, you know, from Wilmer Selection was, for example, defensively. You had Jesus Vasquez, who was coming in, you know, at the beginning of the season as the captain. You had him available on the bench. He came off the bench against New York Red Bulls, too. Why didn't he use him and give Frank Nadars, you know, a bit of rest? Um, why, um, why not? Well, I think other than that, uh, or even Isidro Martinez. Isidro Martinez also came off the bench against New York Red Bulls too, and you decided to bench him as well, and you put him in uh, pretty much in stoppage time of the second half. You know, so these kind of questions uh, coming from Wilmer Cabrera or regarding Wilmer Cabrera's decisions, really, uh, you know, if you all remember from uh, his time at the Houston Dynamo, you know, it's nothing that should be surprising you know, um, coming from Wilmer Cabrera, but, you know, like I've told, you know, my audience, you know, he's the one that makes the decisions. We don't, we just have to pretty much stand there and question ourselves why he took it, but there's not much we can do. Yeah, man. Thank you. Thank you so much for, for hopping on with us, Edson. We, we really appreciate it. Sure. 
No problem. No, no problem. Um, I really appreciate all of the coverage that has grown for the Houston Dynamo uh, since I arrived in in Houston um, five years ago. And um, it's been a year. uh, Actually, it's a year today since I've been back in the Rio Grande Valley. But the amount of people that have come up and kind of taken the baton to help expand the coverage of the Houston Dynamo in Houston, whether it's podcasts, whether, you know, it's uh, Twitter spaces, you know, it, it, it just, uh, I'm really proud uh, of all of y'all, y'all's effort, you know, kudos to y'all. And uh, if you, whatever y'all need, you know, uh, you can always uh, reach out to me uh, down here in the Rio Grande Valley um, because no matter, no matter what, uh, as you know, like I mentioned before, uh, I might be uh, more of a Toro, but uh, H-Town is still in my heart, as well as the uh, the Houston Dynamo uh, is still in my heart in MLS. Good luck to y'all for in the rest of the uh, U.S. Open Cup run, as well as obviously in, in MLS uh, and, um, and MLS Next Pro with Houston Dynamo 2. And don't forget, guys, no matter no matter what, keep keep uh, being forever orange. That's right. Edson, so is uh, the Valley home for you? Is that is that home? Yeah, I I was born I born I was born and grew up here. Uh, lived here for uh, was it twenty five years? Twenty five years. Uh, went to school here. Uh, graduated from the UTRGV. I moved to Houston due to work uh, as a computer programmer. And stood, uh, you know, lived in the Rio Grande Valley. You know, lived in Houston four years. Met a lot of friends. You know, that's where I got my start, thanks to Justin Finger and Joshua Duplantis of the Peel. Uh, got the, they were the ones that kind of led me into this whole uh, soccer coverage for Houston Dynamo and RGVFC. And um, so, uh, it's that's why I will always keep Houston in, in my heart, no matter what. Good deal, man. No, appreciate the the kind words and <laughs> OSG and I. We just started this like to give the fans a platform. You know, we noticed there wasn't any spaces after Dynamo games, so just give our fans a, a platform to to voice their opinion and have the privilege to speak to individuals such as like you. You know, like not not a lot of us know about RGB Toros. You and Ray did a great job of educating us and teaching us about your team. So we really, really appreciate it, man. Yeah, I mean, I we do it for the love of the sport. We do it, you know, as, as we always, you know, we always say it's always good to support the local soccer no matter what. And uh, everybody gives, you know, whatever they're good at. You know, you might be good uh, at, you know, going out to the stadium and chanting on your, your team. And that's always good. Very good at making a podcast. You're always, you know, all of that is welcome. And any other thing that you can that you can do to help grow the fan base um, is always welcome. So um, I appreciate uh, inviting me on, and y'all have a good night and enjoy and enjoy the win. Yeah, thanks again, man. Have a good one, and I don't know if you came to Houston, and if you did, safe travels back. Unfortunately, I didn't. I did not. I really wanted to, um, but um, I guess it is. It is what it is. What it is? Yes, sir. All right, y'all. On that note, OSG. Unless you have any closing remarks, man. 
How you doing? You almost there? I am four minutes from my house. So thank you to every, thank you to anybody and everybody that participated tonight. Y'all got me home from Houston to Austin during this show tonight. So <laughs> thank thank you all. Thank you all. And uh, give a big shout out to Ray and Edson for participating from RGV and, and educating us and giving us all this knowledge and 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 thank you, man. Appreciate it. And H's hold it down, y'all. My, oh yeah, go ahead, Bupa. Uh, I just want to close before we end. I want us to take this competition seriously because you know I I want I want trophies. You know that's and that's the goal of elite sport to to win trophies. So I really want us to take the U.S. Open Cup very seriously. I know a lot of clubs don't take it seriously. They more focus on the MLS because you know it brings in more revenue. But I want us to take the U.S. Open Cup seriously. The oldest domestic cup in the United States. I want we wanted we wanted already first time. Let's 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 get it let's get it a second time. Let's bring let's bring the trophy back home. Let's hold it down. And I think we will if if we keep uh moving farther in the cup, the more serious they'll they'll take it. But I agree the more silverware the merrier man for sure. But Edson, Marlon, Bupas, thanks for joining us man. Uh as always, uh Look for us after the games. Uh, we hope to have one after uh, FC Dallas. Uh, uh, yeah, FC Dallas this weekend. So thank you all so much, Edson. Thanks so much, brother. God bless. OSG, I'm glad you made it home, buddy. That makes me happy. Go ahead and take us home, OSG. Hey, well, speaking of FC Dallas, we're, we're, we're going to try a little a little something different again. And, uh, you know, we have Frisco has a double header, so... We, we may try to do a double space, and we'll turn the space on about 5 o'clock at the beginning of the Dynados game, and we'll see how bad the background is. But give you all a little taste of the Dynados live from the Toyota Stadium, and then we'll pop back on later that night and finish off the space. I think we, I think that's what we want to do, right, Herman? Yes, sir. Let's do it. So, guys, thank you all again. Houston, thank you for getting that win against RGB. Uh, we got a, another episode coming out with Dallas here to, during the middle of the week, getting a preview for them. And then the big Copa Tejas doubleheader, y'all be ready, because this is this is a true test on the road against Dallas. Uh, we we definitely need to get us a win or, or come out with a point on this one. Or just look good. We just need to look good this weekend. Big, big, huge game, Copa Tejas. Hold it down. Hold it down and don't forget to look for us on Spotify. Thank y'all and y'all have a good night. And I'm sorry for that. Higgum. Join us uh, after the FC Dallas game, Felipe. Hey, I know that guy. <laughs> What's up, Felipe? <laughs> but thank you all, guys. Appreciate it. Hit us up. You know where to find us. Let them know, use the dynamo, use the dynamo, use the dynamo, use the dynamo.